0: Welcome back to the Author Biz. I'm Stephen Campbell, and this is the show where we deliver the information you need to become the CEO of your author business. Quick question How many different ways are there to format ebooks? If you know, I'd love to hear the answer because I don't know, and I I don't think anyone on this group that we have today uh, knows. We had a lively sort of a group discussion in the Author Biz Facebook group a few weeks back about formatting and decided to turn that discussion into our last show of 2016. We've got four guests today, and between the five of us, we're going to cover some but not all of the different ways authors can format ebooks. We'll discuss methods ranging from free, and I mean completely free, to the level of hiring an expert to do the formatting for you. Our guests today include two Author Biz veterans Carol Newsom, who writes under the The author named C.A. Newsom did yeoman's work, helping me put together the images for today's show notes. Stephanie Pajonas, who writes under the name S.J. Pajonas, actually recorded a video of her formatting her version of this project. Uh, Jake Devlin, an indie author who listens to the podcast on Bonita Beach most weeks, uh, which is about 10 miles north of the palatial Author Biz Studios, And our fourth guest is John Gibson, who formats books and designs covers professionally. It's a great group, and I can't thank them enough for playing along with our little experiment. What we did was to take an out-of-copyright Sherlock Holmes story, A Scandal in Bohemia, by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, obviously. Our source file was just a simple text file. I asked that each of our formatters include an image and a short table of contents for the three Chapter Story. I also used Canva to put together a cover that they could all use. And then I asked for three file types, uh, one Mobi, one EPUB, and one PDF. So each of the guests used their preferred method of formatting, and we'll discuss things like cost, time involved, and any problems that came up while they were doing the project. It's an interesting discussion, and I think we all learned a bit from the, from the process, this was in no way a contest. There were no winners, no losers. Everyone did a great job. It's this is an example to show you the different ways that you can format an ebook and, and produce a good quality ebook. We'll have downloadable versions of each of the final versions of the formatted books available on the Authorbiz website so you can download them and compare them yourselves. As you'll hear during the interview, things can get a little bit confusing depending on the formatting method you choose. But each of them, once you get through the learning curve, can produce some great looking ebooks. Please do check out the show notes to see the comparative screenshots that Carol Newsom put together, as well as Steph's screen capture video where she recorded the entire process that she used uh, to, to create her ebook. I really hope you enjoy this show. Each of our guests is in the AuthorBiz Facebook group, and you'll find a link to that group in the show notes. So please feel free to ask questions there or leave them here as comments. We'll do the best we can to get you answers. Um, as I mentioned earlier, this is the last full-length show of the year. We'll be back later this week with the next episode of our Launch Strategy Case Study with Martha Carr. And then it's break time until after the holiday. I really hope that all of you have a blessed, safe, and happy holiday season filled with family, friends, and the kinds of activity that bring you joy. I can't thank you enough for listening each week. It is a joy and a privilege to be able to present the material that we present each week to you, and I really look forward to catching up with each and every one of you again after the first of the year. So that's enough for the pre-show. Let's get on with this episode. Okay, we have an interesting experiment that we're that we've gone through, and we want to share with you today. The, our first guest, Jake Devlin, formats by hand, and he he, he uses uh, Open Office, I think, to write in and then formats that way, and comes out with his end product. Author S.J. Pajonas. Uh, uses Scrivener to write in and to do her formatting. Carol Newsom uses Vellum to do her formatting. And John Gibson is the book design guy. He does this professionally. So we, we what we will wind up with is four different versions of the same book with individual files for each of them that you can download and look at and uh, just make your own comparisons. This is not a contest. This is not uh, you know, hey, I'm better than everyone else. It's it's informational to show you what's available and what you can do at a variety of different price points, starting from as we'll see with Jake, starting from free. So, uh, Jake Devlin is is an author who lives right up the road from me in Bonita Springs, Florida, and he writes anti political, absurdist thrillers. If you if you even knew there was such a thing, Jake, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you, Steve. Nice to be here.
0: Tell us what the, the process that you go through when you're formatting and what you did uh, to format a scandal in Bohemia for us.
1: All right. Well, since I'm old and lazy and cheap, I used <laughs> OpenOffice, which is free. Uh, what I did, you posted a, a PNG photo for the cover and a text thing, and I used Open With and open it with Open Office, and it came out in a kind of format: uh, paragraph, line, blank line, paragraph, and so on. So what I decided to do was, since Kindle uh, does the conversion from HTML to Mobi, I used their thing. And when I got to the site, they had changed it. So now instead of just being able to upload a cover and an interior and then wait while they do their thing and let you know it's ready. You had to put in a title and their new pages and so on. So that slowed me down a little bit there. Didn't count that for the uh, doing of it. Anyhow, I, I just saved the uh, file as an ODT file in Open Office format and then saved it as HTML uh, put in a folder named images, put the photo after I'd converted it to JPG with paint into that, uploaded the two, uh, made, created a zip file from that, uploaded it, and while that was doing its conversion, went back and started working on the uh, ODT, the Open Office file. And I formatted the the text as it was into paragraph, blank line paragraph. Um, changed it to Ariel, uh, 10 point, bold, and then boosted the chapter one, chapter two, chapter three titles to, I think, 22 point. Uh, put the photo in uh, early, page one, uh, that was very easy. You have a choice of grayscale, plain, whatever. Uh, sized it down so that it didn't cross over a page break. Uh, saved that. Then um, I went through and noticed there were little squeegee things, like an A and a happy face, for instead of a double quote mark. Changed, changed those with find and replace, and then said, "Oh wait." This is proofing that's not formatting, don't worry about that. So I left that as it was. Uh, saved that. Um, oh, and then I selected all copied and pasted it into a template that I have for my own books with the gutter margins and so on set. Uh, pasted into that, double-checked everything. Changed the title and cut out a couple of pages, left my copyright stuff in there, and a little uh, page, made sure that page one started on the right-hand side, even though in the preview, which I, I uploaded you a um, uh, a JPEG, of a, a screenshot of that, mm-hmm. um, they do it backwards. That page one is on the left and page two is on the right, but anyhow, checked all that. Uh, thought about doing a select all and indenting the first line of each paragraph and said, nah, plain paragraph, skip it. Um, Let's see. And then since CreateSpace has a minimum number of pages, and this was like 14 pages long, I changed it from single line spacing to one and a half line spacing, saved it, click the PDF, save as PDF button, save that, was ready to upload. I didn't do it on the website. You know, you upload the cover separately and the interior separately. Then I went back and looked at the uh, Kindle Mobi file and said, well, that photo didn't come through. And I had tried that a couple years ago when I Put together a book uh, from a play I'd written years ago. Then I had photos from the stage production. Put those in, and it didn't work. And finally, I just said, "On the Kindle version, if you want the photos, buy the paperback." <laughs> and that, that was basically it.
0: Okay. And oh,
1: by the way, on, on those, yeah. Well, go ahead. On, on, those photos,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, on those photos of the production, it was on an army base, and I blanked out the faces because this was 1974 and I didn't have releases. And one of the actors in there, this was mostly soldiers as cast members, I know went on to be active in the CIA, and I would not put his face, even at 18 years old, up there. So anyhow, all right. that was my photo experience.
0: An interesting sidebar there. And and what did you think of the end result um, for, for both the the Kindle version and the PDF version that you produced?
1: Well, the PDF version is fine. That's what I, how I do all my books. So I've got the experience of doing that, except mm-hmm. I do indent the first lines and don't put lines between paragraphs. Uh, and the the proofing I didn't worry about the fact that there are little squeegee things rather than double quotes that I categorize as proofing but the whole thing took about 22 minutes, and I subtracted the time I spent on the Kindle sorting that out because it said, no, you can't go ahead. You didn't add the author. Go back, add the author. You know, new stuff there. Mm -hmm. So I figure about 16, 17 minutes total.
0: Okay, and total cost for all of the technology was zero because OpenOffice is free. And for people that don't know what OpenOffice is, it's sort of like Microsoft Office office except it's an open source product you're able to save files you mentioned saving as an odp you can also save as doc files and and things that people would be more familiar with if you're sending uh, material off to an editor or things like that and i'm sure you do all of that stuff
1: yeah well, I for my editing I just make a PDF and send it off and she makes uh, notes separately.
0: Okay. And I will say in looking at both files, the uh, the PDF file looked good, the Kindle file um as you mentioned didn't include the um the, didn't include the image and there were a lot of areas where there were like double quotes and things like that. So it was just like there were some things that were slightly off. In the production of that, maybe because it's been a while since you've done it, or you just don't do that in general when you're you're formatting your books. Well, I
1: I I don't I don't take text, you know, txt files mm-hmm. into OpenOffice. So there may be something, technologically there. And again, that to me was uh, proofing, not formatting. Right. Right. So I didn't worry about that at all.
0: Okay. Let me open it up to our other panel members for questions. you guys have any questions for Jake? Uh, not at this. Time Steve. Okay. Me neither. Sounds pretty uncomplicated. And cheap.
1: Oh. oh yeah. Well I'm I'm seventy years old, so I you know like to be pretty pecuniary. Pecuni-
0: cheap you don't you don't like to spend a lot of money and you get to spend a lot of time on the beach so um you, it's, that's right. admirable we're going to move on to the next person on the list and we're doing these in in order of cost so jake's cost was zero um next is author s.j Pajonas, stephanie Pajonas, stephanie uh welcome back to the author biz
2: hi stephen thanks for having me back
0: you're a Scrivener user, and uh, so you, you must – do you write in Scrivener as well?
2: I do. I have written 10 books and numerous short stories all in Scrivener for the past five years.
0: Okay, so you write and, and publish in, through, through Scrivener. You, you do your formatting and everything all in one product. All in one product, yes. And the, the cost for Scrivener is what?
2: It's uh, $45, and sometimes you can get it for about half off, um, and usually if you participate in NaNoWriMo, uh, you can also get a coupon at the end of that to buy Scrivener for, I think it's like half off or 40% off, so there might be a lot of people out there right now who can get it <laughs> for a discount.
0: And you're one of the people who did NaNoWriMo this year, and you won, right?
2: I did. Indeed.
0: (laughs) Congratulations on that. That's, uh, that's, that's really something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tell us about your process. And I will say first that you actually recorded it. There's a video and we will put that in the show notes. There's no audio and I'll let you explain why there's no audio, but, uh, that, that was very clever of you to do it that way. So, uh, go ahead and tell us what you did, how much time it took and why there's no audio.
2: All right. Well, first of all, um, I use the Mac version of Scrivener. So there are a couple of things that the Mac version can do that the PC version cannot. Um, And one of those is uh, inserting images um, into the chapter header. So we did that on this uh, scandal in Bohemia where we had a little magnifying glass that was part of the chapter header. And that's something that you can only do on the Mac version. So I thought I'd point that out before I went on. So I, um, I did do a screen flow of screen flow video capture of me importing it into Scrivener and formatting it. Uh, I did not include any audio because my kids were running around behind <laughs> me. So it is possible <laughs> to do this in format with people running around and being crazy all around you. Um, it took about ten minutes. Uh, and one of the things that another thing I'd like to point out is that when I write in Scrivener, all of my All of my material, my source material is in Scrivener. So when it just comes to formatting, I just go straight from there to EPUB, Mobi, PDF, whatever I need. So for this experiment though, you gave us a text file and a couple of images. Um, So I prepared the text file ahead of time before I brought it into Scrivener. Scrivener has a really cool feature called import and split. It's underneath the file, um, it's underneath the file menu. Um, once you, what you can do, excuse me, what you can do is you can set up your file ahead of time to import it in, and Scrivener will automatically split it up into chapters. So I went through the text file, I added um, hash signs, uh, pound signs, uh, before each chapter, and then when I brought it into Scrivener, Scrivener knew to look for those hash signs, and split at those points. So when I imported it in. Uh, it automatically had the three chapters that we used in Scandal and Bohemia. Cool. From there, I, uh, from there, there's a way to set things up in Scrivener so that the the compile or the export um, comes out nice and clean. What you want to do is you want to put all of your chapters, like your chapter texts into chapter folders. And then from there, you put your front matter, outside of the manuscript in its own folder as well. And I show that in the video that I did. Once that happens um, and you clean, I went in and then cleaned up all of the text. I uh, got rid of extra spaces, extra carriage returns. I did really quick project find and replaces for extra paragraph tags. And then I, um, once I had it all set up to go, I, chose compile from the top menu i chose the novel outline uh novel uh, yes the novel preset mm-hmm. and from there i changed a bunch of formatting things like i uh, i changed the way the chapter headers looked i made them big and bold and you wanted them to be um uppercase right so i changed that uh, i got rid of first Line indents so that the first line of every chapter wouldn't have the indent because that's considered a more professional way to uh, present it. And I also oh, let's see what else did I do? I didn't. We, we didn't have a lot of things that we needed to do for this for this experiment. Uh, I included the image in the chapter header. Um, I changed the metadata on the files so that it had the correct title and the correct. Um, author name and then I hit compile and I played around with it a couple of times. I compiled it to EPUB and I checked it in iBooks to see how it looked. And I think I may have tweaked one or two things, just a change. Um, maybe the metadata. I can't even remember. I would took no time whatsoever. I was done in 10 minutes. And once I was happy with the way that the EPUB looked, I just chose Kindle Mobi from the drop-down menu. Um, And exported it to Kindle Mobi, checked that in the Kindle Reader, and then I was done.
0: All right. Now, in my experience with using Scrivener, and I also use it to write in, and I have used it um, to format in, a a lot of the work that that goes into getting this right is in setting up that formatting. I'm going to use the word template. It might not be the right term, but it's getting that right. And I expect that you had that right because you've already done 10 books through it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm I'm very used to the formatting now. And I, I always set up my books in the same manner. They're always under the manuscript icon in the binder, which is the, the area on the left hand side of the screen. I always put my chapter texts into a chapter folder. Like I always I have a certain way that I set it up. And I also have gotten to the point where I've made my own templates. So the way that I like things, um, mm-hmm so that I can always just reuse it and reuse it and reuse it. And so now I can, now I can format a book in a couple of minutes. It's now,
0: not For someone out there who's listening and says, wow, Scrivener is $45. This is great. This is what I want to use to write in and format. What, in your opinion, would be the learning curve, not for the writing part of it, because there is a little bit of a learning curve just in general for using Scrivener, but for formatting or to, to teach yourself to get that right?
2: okay well then the first time the first time I did this and I do remember (laughs) exporting my very first book like in 2012 and wondering what the heck I was doing I mean I set aside I set aside like an entire week I remember to try to figure it out um and that was at a time before there were a lot of online tutorials that was a time before there was a lot of um Books on the subject, and now it's a lot easier. There, if you just Google for uh, Google for tutorials on how to export from or compile from Scrivener to any of these ebook formats, you're going to find you're going to find a lot of help. But back when I did it a couple of years ago, I set aside time mm-hmm. to to figure it out and I just kept going at it and going at it and going at it until I got the results that I wanted. And then once you get the results you want, you can save your presets in Scrivener so that you can use them over and over again. So if I have, uh, like if I'm formatting my sci-fi and I like the way my sci-fi book looks, but I want to do it for my cozy mysteries, but change just a couple of little things, you know, just to make it look a little bit different, I can just take my preset and copy like duplicate it and then
0: change it. Okay. Um, questions from anybody else? Uh,
1: I have one. On the uh, um, saving as Mobi or EPUB, is that just a drop-down menu you have in there?
2: Yeah. Um, you actually, when you get Scrivener, uh, the the very first thing that you can do is uh, download and install the Kindle Gen uh, it's like a, a compiling format that you can use, and you get it straight from the Amazon website. Um, and then once you install that the first time, you just use it over and over again. And yes, it becomes like a, 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 a selection in the drop down menu.
1: I'll,
2: Yes, of Scrivener. When you compile, you get like a compile screen. And there are many different options at the bottom that says save as or compile as. And it includes uh, a lot of Word doc formats, uh, RTF and text. You can do a lot of the ebook formats, save it as a PDF. They have a lot of different options.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and you get the <laughs> compiler from Amazon itself?
2: Yeah, the Kindle Gen uh, comes directly from Amazon. When you're in the Scrivener um, compile uh, window, you—they actually Kindle Gen will be in the drop-down menu. And if you haven't installed it yet, they have a link right there that says, "Oh, you haven't installed it yet. You can download it from this address." And then they make it very easy for you. Very cool. Mm -hmm.
1: I think that's that's all the questions I have.
3: Thanks, Jake. Anybody else? Carol? Um, I just want to say that I use Scrivener for writing, but I have not yet gotten into all of the details about how you set up your files to make a really nice, clean compile. And so I am really. Really looking forward to watching your video. Great. Um, I actually,
2: uh, I have it all set up so that you can see how I put text files into the chapter folders. Um, And I actually also have a quick tutorial on my website about how to set up a manuscript for Scrivener. So hopefully Stephen can uh, put a link to that in the show notes.
0: Absolutely. I will say that I've used Scrivener for a long time, and the first time I tried to compile something with it, I had, I think, the same experience that, that Stephanie did. It it took forever uh, to get it right, uh, but once I had it right, then it was good. And Carol, we are to you with uh, Vellum. Uh, first, tell us uh, about the cost, because there are two different ways of, of using Vellum.
3: Well, there are three tiers of licenses. You can buy a per book license, and that... Basically, Vellum is software that you download for free, but it's the conversion of the individual books that costs. And so, you can buy a lifetime license for one book for thirty dollars. And so, um, th- for that title, you would get an individual license, and you can make all the changes and and make all of the extra versions of it that you want. The ten book option is a hundred dollars or you can get a lifetime license for $199, which is what I did. Um, And uh, basically, you can download the software and play with it to your heart's content. And the wonderful thing about about Vellum is not only does it give you a lot of flexibility of different kinds of styles that you can apply to your book, but it also has a viewer where you can see what it's going to look. Look like on a, an iPad or a Kindle or or other types of devices. So you know what you're getting before you ever press that compile button, which is different from a lot of other things that I've done in the past, where you know you you compile it, you make the Mobi, you open it up. You find out that your quotes have turned into squirrely little characters, and then you have to go back in and, and hunt out the offenders.
0: Well, let, let's talk about let's talk about the process that you went through for a *Scandal in Bohemia*. Uh,
3: I opened a new vellum file, and they have a metadata page where you enter your title and the author name. Author, your author name. Uh, you can upload a uh, publishing house logo if you like, uh, and upload a cover. And then I pasted the text file that you gave me directly into Scrivener. Uh, If I had formatted that myself, um, it would have recognized bolding on the chapter headers, and it would have turned those automatically into chapters. But with the text file with no formatting on it at all, Uh, I needed to split the chapters uh, and plug in manually the chapter titles. And uh, then I could apply the styles to them. Uh, And the whole process of doing that uh, took me um, 16 minutes. Um, I then, because the text file you gave us, had uh, double spacing between the paragraphs and I wanted indents on my paragraphs and, and not the double spacing. It took me 16 minutes to go through and manually remove all of the double spacing in there. Uh, I know that someone who's, you know, more familiar with uh, find and replace shortcuts probably could, you know, like Steph could have pulled those out in about two minutes, but uh, I don't know know the hacks. So I just I just did it by hand since it was so short. And um, then it was exactly one minute to compile the file. Uh, I did. When I then viewed the resulting file in my Kindle. I discovered that for some reason the title had doubled, and that's something I hadn't run across with them before. But I basically went back into the Vellum file. Uh, and uh, deleted the title and retyped it back in. And this time it was fine. And uh, I hit generate again, and and it uh, just automatically overwrites the old files. Uh, and and one thing I
0: I think that's a little bit different with Vellum, at least as compared with Scrivener, with Scrivener, and Stephanie, correct me if I'm wrong with this, but with Scrivener, I think you have to compile each time for the different options, and with Vellum, will Vellum you just like checkbox them, and it creates them all in, in one action, with one click of the mouse.
2: And you're correct that Scrivener is uh, you do it each time for each format.
0: Okay, thanks. And Carol, you uh, were you able to do a PDF file, or was that some is that something
3: that uh, Vellum does not do? It. Does not do. That is one of the drawbacks is that it is strictly for ebooks. Okay. All right. And
0: uh, so if you need a CreateSpace book, you, uh, by default, we need a PDF file. Is that a true statement? Yes. Okay. Okay, I, we are to John now, and, and John, the situation with John is a little bit different because you do this professionally, and I, I am a, I'm a friend of a client of yours, and that's how I became familiar with your work. Uh, that friend is Logan Keys. And I I saw one of the books that you did for her. You not only did the cover because you do covers uh, as well as formatting and you probably do some other things as well as the book design guy. And I I was just blown away with the formatting you did for Logan. Uh, So tell us what you did in in, in terms of creating the finished product for A Scandal in Bohemia for us.
4: Well, um, what I use is Adobe – uh, products. So I used um, InDesign, and InDesign does have a feature to where you can um, convert your file into an EPUB. And from the EPUB, I crack it open with uh, an unzip program uh, to where I can actually get in there and and uh, mess around with the uh, the actual files, and uh, and that's where I do all of my customation. For it.
0: and so describe some of the the customization that you might do because there were some some little touches that you put in to to this book and and people will be able to download it and see uh, to see what you did and, and compare it to the other things that, uh, that that the others have done but but what were some of those things
4: well I like to put links in um, one of the things I think that uh, an ebook would be good for is uh, uh, promoting yourself so I like to put links into um you know your website, or or to uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to um, your uh, um, you know the e- uh, your email newsletter list, and uh, you know different things like that. Social media. Um, and this way, you know if you know someone's reading your book and they like what they see, they have the links right there, and they can go. They can visit your website or even Amazon. You know to uh, you know see what other. Uh, books that you might have, so um, so when I crack open the um, EPUB file, it actually um, it, it it gives me access to HTML files. So that's when I just I use HTML coding to create these links and and to put in uh, images and and those kinds of things.
0: So you actually have the finely detailed access to the file that that you're able to go in and make little tiny changes, um, that go above and beyond what someone like me could do with either Scrivener or, or probably with, with vellum as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I do have to say vellum is incredible with, uh, with what it can do. So, um, I highly recommend vellum. It's, uh, from what I've seen, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, you could do a lot of the stuff that I do straight from, uh, from vellum, you know,
0: and I know you can put links in with Scrivener as well so i'll 'll save um, Stephanie from jumping in to say that, so I, I know there are <laughs> ways of doing that, but this is you know there as authors we're all different and and we're, we're there's a range of us here today I mean from Jake who doesn't want to spend any money to do anything and he's he's come up with a completely free way of doing it to a product like Scrivener for forty five dollars that you can write in that serves as a word processor and as a way of uh, you know, really organizing the writing process and formatting. And then you've got Vellum where you pay a little bit more. And then there are going to be those people who just want to send their their Word document to a guy like you and to just do it for them. So that's yeah. like why I wanted to sort of – bring all of this together. So there, there is a, there's a good option available for, for anyone out there. And if you're, if you're just super busy with a lot of other things, sometimes the best option is to say, Hey, I want someone else to do that. If they wanted you to do their
4: book formatting, how do you charge? Well, um, I, I usually do a package deal where I do a print file for them and EPUB and a Kindle. And, um, I charge a, Two hundred dollars for uh, formatting, okay. and um, I do the cover. I add hundred bucks, so it's three hundred bucks for the entire package deal.
0: Okay, if someone and, and the, the formatting, I've never done this, and and Stephanie and uh, and Carol I know have, and and Jake as well. Um, the, the formatting is much different
4: for a paper book, right? Yes, yes, and that's and I and I use InDesign because um, in InDesign I do all the pre-formatting. Um, I get to a certain point and then I, you know, I, I compile it to a, an EPUB and, um, then I split the file, I create a new file and I call it print. And then I go from there and, uh, do all of the formatting for print. Um, cause you can really finesse it, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you have orphans and you have, um, widows that, that you could take care of and drop caps and, and, and all of that good stuff. So, um. So,
3: you know, I, I do both of those.
0: Okay. Uh, let's open it up to, to questions from Stephanie, Jake, or uh, Carol.
3: Okay. I, I just want to tell John that um, I looked at your file last night, and you've got some really mad skills. It's beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you.
1: As Jake, I'll add to that too.
4: Yeah. I, 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 uh, w- when I first started, um, I did everything in HTML. As a matter of fact, with Logan Keyes' um, book, I, I basically took it out of the Word document and went by hand and coded everything. Um well clean I cleaned it up. I mean I I I I took her file and um I converted it to an HTML file and then from there I had to I had to do a lot of stuff with it. I mean I spent I spent two weeks formatting her book and i thought man there's got to be an easier way (laughs) so i you know (laughs) it's hard to make a living spending two two weeks formatting a book (laughs) yeah right yeah it's you know living a cardboard box you know getting paid for doing that but uh and i gotta tell you um there's there's a lot of of good um you know things to to use out there you know and um I, I, I settled on InDesign just because um, you know it's industry standard, and um, it it really does make a, a really nice EPUB uh, file, uh, you know, to work with. Um, and you know, and what I do is I take, um, I, I, I take the document and I break everything into styles. Um, you have uh, um, you, you have character styles. And you have uh, paragraph styles. And if you really go through and, and you change everything into these styles, when you convert it, there's not a whole lot of work to do after that, um, you know, except for, you know, adding, um, you know, all the uh, the pretty things, you know. So it's it's made my life a lot easier.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're going to. We're going to wrap up now, and, uh, and as a part of the wrap-up process, I, I'd like to just kind of thank each of you individually and have you – give yourselves a, a, a 15, 30-second commercial. Tell people what you do and how they can find you. And let's start with you, John, since you've got the mic.
4: Yeah. Um, y- um, you can visit my website. Um, I'm the bookdesignguy.com. Um, you can also contact me through Facebook. Um, same the book design guy, uh, book design guy. And, um, and you can get in touch with me there.
0: All right. And I will have links to all of this as well as links to um, files that you can download and look at for um, each of each of the uh, versions of a scandal in Bohemia. Uh, and we'll have those links at the authorbiz website. Carol, how can people contact you? And, and what do you do? What do you write?
3: Um, I write, uh, semi cozy dog park mysteries and, uh, I have five out so far. I'm working on number six and, uh, people can find me at canewsome.com. It's all run together or, uh, they can also look up Carol Ann Newsom on Facebook. I can be found there as well.
0: All right. Thank you. Uh, Steph,
3: Well, uh, I write
2: under the uh, name of S.J. Pajonis, mainly because Stephanie J. Pajonis is way too long for covers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can be found at spajonis.com, and I write Japan-inspired fiction, um, both science fiction and cozy mysteries set in Japan. Um, And I hope to have lots of books out next year.
0: (laughs) And Stephanie, I have to say that the episode that you were on where we talked about uh, the sequence of email messages that go out, that's been a very popular episode. Episode, I get a lot of really positive feedback from things, and I keep seeing comments uh, about that in groups, sort of around the internet. Your your uh, the model that you've created is, is um, very popular.
2: Oh, that's fantastic! I'm so glad to hear that. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and Jake, when you're not on the beach, where can people find you? <laughs>
1: Well, my website is jakedevlin.com, J-A-K-E-D-E-V as in Victor, dot ncom I write anti-political absurdist thrillers, absurdist because I can't stay serious for too long while writing. Um, my first novel started off uh, with a billionaire who buys the United States government, fires all the politicians and the Supreme Court, and runs it efficiently. So there's assassination plots in there, and then I wrap that in the story of the guy who's writing that and the trouble he gets into because he's writing that. So the black helicopter lands right near Bonita Beach in the middle of the night, and it goes from there
0: and the black if you know if you know Jake which i do because Jake lives just up the street from me uh, Jake spends a lot of time on bonita beach and i'm pretty sure that helicopter landed right on top of your chair is that
1: right uh, no it was the middle of the night and it was on Jake Jake Devlin's chair which is about 30 feet south of where i sit
0: oh I see. I see i <laughs> see and, and then
1: uh, I also have the Dracula Deception, which is a play I wrote and produced back in 74 and finally got into book format. And I'm editing some erotic stuff for an, an author named Dallas Dallas.
0: All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for doing this and for going through all the work of doing this, because it wasn't just like, hey, can you show up and talk about yourself for uh, an hour? We had to uh, we had to wrestle some things in into shape in, in a private Facebook group to get all of this organized. I know it took a lot of time for all of you, and I really appreciate it. I hope our listeners do as well. Um, if this is your first time listening to The Author Biz, we do stuff like this almost every week at theauthorbiz.com. Please subscribe through iTunes or whatever podcast app you have. And we will be back in your ear, not next weekend, which is Christmas weekend, uh, but after the first of the year. We may not even be back on New Year's. We'll probably be back the week after New Year's. So thanks so much for listening. Have a happy holiday season, happy new year, and uh, all the best to you and your families.